And hello again, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Frazier and Dieter's Business Speed. I'm John Ray alongside Frazier and Dieter's managing partner in Alpharetta, fresh, freshly back from Maine, Roger Lesby. Roger. Good morning, John. Yeah, Maine was very cool uh, in, in both sense of the word. The temperatures <laughs> were cool and, uh, and Maine was a very cool state. My first time there. Awesome. Awesome. And you got plenty of lobster, hopefully. Plenty of lobster. Okay. Lobster and lobster rolls, lobster and <laughs> eggs. It doesn't matter. It's lobster. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's a wonderful thing. Cool and lobster at the same time is a wonderful thing. So I'm glad you had a great trip. Welcome back. Uh, we've got two great guests today from Folger Gas. Uh, Pete and Kim Folger, both from Folger Gas. Welcome, Pete. Welcome, Kim. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for being here. Give us an introduction to Folger Gas. How are you serving folks out there? Uh, well, to go back to start is my parents, Phil and Doris Folger, started it back in 1971. Uh, they had gotten a second branch up in Blue Ridge, and Kim and I started buying in a few years ago. And we moved back in the area in 1996. And shortly thereafter, they sold their business in Dahlonega. So we have been up there since then and have grown the business and have opened a branch or bought a branch over in Jefferson and have just recently bought a branch and opened it in Hawassee. So we're, we're growing the folks up there. One of my favorite families here, John, and, uh, you know, I've known Pete's uh, mom and dad for a long, long time. And, mm-hmm. you know, his company's, what, 50 years old now. Right. Wow. And, and and then Kim and Pete have got their uh, son, Greg, involved in the company as well. So, what, Kim, we're on the third generation now. We're on the third generation. Yeah, congratulations. Thank I you. Think it's that's, pretty exciting. It is. It's always a great success story when I bring on clients and we're into generation three or generation four in, in one case, which was pretty cool. Well, uh, let's get into that because that is cool and it's unusual, right, to get to that point. So what's been the secret of your success in being able to transition the company in the way you have over the years? I think one of the things we do is kind of try to do a new project every year because some of the, some of the folks in this business wake up after five years and they're way behind. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is just a continue to grind and, and chip away at a project and try to stay up to date. And you know we're not running the business like we did ten years ago, and and we couldn't have run it then like it was ten years before then. So I'm excited to bring Greg on with a younger view because mm-hmm. in ten years this business will be different. And you'll have to continue to evolve. Well, and and you've had tremendous population growth uh, up in the area. And so that's always bodes well for you and the business. Uh, I can remember when it was a a long trip and a long, uh, a long, dirty road to get up there. And now we've had tremendous population. Kim, I think you said with COVID, uh, you just saw an explosion in growth up in the area. We certainly did. And, And that's one thing. In general, our business is not a very technologically advanced business. But once we saw this influx of people who would come to visit during COVID, they wanted to stay. Whether they purchased or were return rentals, people who owned homes were coming and working from home because it it just, it felt good there. And those people brought with it their technology and their demands for, for meeting their needs at a higher pace. And that's kept us on our toes and made us work a little smarter in that arena. And it's paying great dividends right now. 
Yeah, I mean, I have clients retiring now in Dahlonega and Blue Ridge and, uh, and, and very excited about it as well. Uh, I know it's helped real estate prices up there uh, tremendously. It, it really has. It really has. And, and like I said, it's just brought a different it's brought a different mindset to our business. We're always evolving. And to stay ahead of the game, you have to. Um, so it's, it's been good for us. But Pete, Folger Gas is an energy company. And, uh, and there's been no doubt that uh, looking at the stock market, the, the place to have been in the last two years has been the, the energy market. And uh, talk to us a little bit about the energy markets and, and what you see and, and maybe what you even see going forward. Uh, we've seen a big um, influx of price in the last two years. Some very extremes to $30 oil to $130 oil. So that, that's a little tough to manage, obviously. And uh, I try to stay up to date. That's one of the things I really focus on now is trying to read, stay up to date. Um, and one thing people should read deep into is we are have some inventories almost across the board very low. Oil's low inventory. Uh, diesel's low inventory, gasoline's low inventory. So a lot, a lot of smart folks are saying that's going to catch up with us in a few months. So that's something to watch. And, and the counter to that is that a lot of folks are talking about maybe going into a recession. So that's kind of where we're back down below $90 today. Uh, but, but inventories over time will win. And demand, supply demand will win over time. So that's just something to, if we can't rebuild these inventories, we need to be cautious about that. And, um, uh, not good for our customers. We, we, at our level, hate to see high prices for our customers. That's very bad for us. The guy who sells it to me uh, makes a lot of money when that happens, but, but we do not, and our customers don't prosper when that happens. So we're hoping it stays low. Yeah, your customers don't always understand that, though, do they? You have to explain that to them, right? It's a, that's a, that's a challenge, but, yeah. but, but it's right. We try to do things though, and we try to progress with the, the new customers. So we're doing budget programs. We're doing fixed price programs. So like mm-hmm. now you can fix your price for the winter. And, uh, you know, we always hesitate to say this is a lower price than the winter. I, I don't know what it's going to do, but mm-hmm. it does give you some stability. So if the price does spike, we, we're protecting customers for that. So we're really trying to look out for them. And I think that's that philosophy is why we've grown is we're not a large major and we really try to look out for them year after year and, and, and give them the best advice. And, um, you know, they say you can shear a sheep year after year, but you can only slaughter it once. So we, we, we try to just shear sheep every year and, you know, we, we've been successful at that. That's a good analogy. I like that. But, but clearly heating bills, uh, electric bills are all going up for our residential consumers, and it's primarily driven because of the energy demands. That's right. Uh, we, we're just, as a world, using much more energy than we did 10 years ago, significantly more, and, and they don't see that changing. As third world countries start to come into second world, that, that's a tremendous increase in energy demand. And, and propane, we export more propane from America than we use uh, so it's a worldwide product. Oil is a worldwide product. So we really have to get out of the the local thinking and look at what the world's doing. And, and you know, we're going to have great energy demands in the future. So we need, we need to fix supply. <laughs> one, of, one of the things we do for our for our customer base, though, Pete touched on it. We have a program called Stable Propane. And what we do is we look at what your average for a year would be. We lock you in at a price. We negotiate that price with suppliers early on. We go ahead, 
pay for it, and keep it in storage. Your price is locked at a per gallon price for the year, and you make equal monthly payments based on that estimated usage. So that's really been something that's been helpful, whether um, you're on a fixed income, someone who has a rental home there, they know what that price is going to be in their budget every year, as well as someone who lives there full time. We take that worry away from you. Yeah, and you're able to do that. You're able to extend that benefit to your customers because you guys are looking at the derivative markets as well, uh, which is really a way of locking in your cost so that you can then share that cost with your customers. Exactly. Yeah, that's and that's what maybe the, the average customer doesn't get is all the sophistication, really, that you have to bring to managing those promises that you make to the customer about a level pricing you have to do a lot of work behind the scenes as roger says in the derivative markets and other ways to uh, manage that that is correct it it, um, it is a lot more work and that's where i talked about earlier kind of doing a project a year we took that on i'd say 10 years ago and mm. it, it took about all summer to set this up but now that we have it in place we can kind of duplicate it every year and um, we're trying to get more efficient because trucks cost more, repairs cost more, fuel costs more. This year, we're doing tank monitors on a section of our customers that will accurately monitor their gas. That makes us more efficient. And, uh, you know, that's just another thing a customer might look out there and see this small box on their tank, but would have no idea, you know, the value it may bring to them in five years. If I can lower my cost, I can pass that on. So we're always trying to add and get more efficient and get more effective at what we do. Folks, we're chatting with Pete and Kim Folger, and they are with Folger Gas LLC, headquartered in Blue Ridge. You're headquartered in Blue Ridge, but you, as you indicated earlier, expanded over the years into uh, Jefferson, Hiawassee. Talk about the rationale behind that expansion and uh, maybe what other expansion you might have in mind, if any. Uh, Sure. So Blue Ridge recently has seen a pretty significant population growth but before that it was a steady growth and we were the market leader so at some point once you're the market leader your ability to grow slows down so we bounced over to jefferson and a different market and we're learning that and growing there and now we're going to move up because i said about transportation cost hiawassee is about 40 minutes and you really can't run a big truck that far to start your day uh and we see hiawassee is kind of be in the next growth area. It's easy to get from Atlanta. It's easy to get if you fly into the airport. Um, and it's kind of like Blue Ridge was 10 years ago. So I think it's going to see some growth. So that gives us another opportunity to keep the uh, percentage growth that we've seen. Uh, and as we've done this and trying to duplicate our system, uh, we're finding that a little easier and easier to do. So as we ride around through other mountain towns, uh, I wouldn't say we're not looking at empty lots when, when we do that as well. You're, you're going to be opportunistic, as, uh, just like any good biz, business but, people would be, but, right? But Jefferson has grown by leaps and bounds, uh, no doubt about that. And it, um, it really has, but we have a different market to fight there because we're fighting natural gas. Mm. And electricity has a strong, strong presence. Mm-hmm. So... It's a little different demographic in that way to fight. Mm -hmm. Um, But to expound on what Pete said a little bit about growing more into Hiawassee, 
we already had a phys- we had a presence there. We had customers there. We had a small customer base, but we were at that point where we either jump in and really grow it, or it kind of needed to stay about where it was. And that's when Greg agreed to join us, and we jumped in there. And now we have a physical presence. There is a regional airport in Blairsville, which is directly between Blue Ridge and Hiawassee, so it's easy for a lot of people to fly into. And we're starting to see a lot of growth in that area on into North Carolina, Murphy, Andrews, all of that. So that's an easy division to make between our two offices um, so that Hawassi can start serving and growing in that area more so than we can. Makes a lot of sense. I'm, I'm, I want to go back to the, um, the way you service your customers, you talked about how important that is. And let's just uh, dive into that a little deeper in terms of the service enhancements that you've made over the years to better serve your customers and what there's, what, what they they're now benefiting from. Well, some of the, the hardware side is we have tried to be pretty aggressive on the technology side, which would probably surprise a lot of folks. We've been listed in some trade magazines, so we tried to digitize our truck delivering. The, we computerized years ago. We've now computerized our service side, uh, which gives us better tracking and allows us to see see data much quicker. And I know that sounds boring and how's that help a customer, but but what we really want to do is get to the personal side. So now the ladies in the office aren't going through hours of paperwork. They can be on the phone with a customer. And that's one of the biggest changes, which is sad for me to see in this industry because we're a pretty independent industry and a lot of majors are buying up. And, uh, you know, I understand when you have to make quarterly reports to Wall Street, uh, but they're cutting a lot of people and they're cutting a lot of that personalized service. And we're not a big electric company. We're not a big natural gas company. We are small, independent businesses around the state of Georgia and the country. that People like to call and talk. And if they have an issue, they like to, to just talk to someone and get that handled. Or if it's snowing and, and they're scared because it's going to get cold, if they can talk to somebody and that with a lot of folks is leaving. And that's really what we're focusing on. We've actually added two more ladies in the office uh, in just Blue Ridge that, that we can have that personal connection. Uh, and and it, it costs a few dollars, but I think in the long term, that's one of the reasons we are the market leader and the fastest growing in the area because people are, are tired of calling and getting a call center that goes somewhere and wait on the phone for an hour. Um, so all the technology helps us in my opinion, give the personal service. That's what, that's the the counterintuitive part of it, right? Because people think about technology really uh, being a separator between them and their um, business, whoever they do business with. And that's really, you're using it. So it's, that's not the case. Yeah. We we were, we were getting busy enough that the, the amount of paperwork coming through the office was taken probably two people all day to just do that. And we've really streamlined that down where that's taking probably one person half a day to do that, which I get some people would have laid off the other person, but I will pat us on the back. And uh, since 1996, we've never laid off a person since we've been there. Um, we, we've continued to grow. So that's the way we want to look at it. 
And you have a lot of the same people that have stayed with you all these years, too. Sure so, uh, that's, so thankful yeah. for So that yeah. speaks well. That's yeah, right. to, to bring the personal side of that, we are incredibly lucky. Um, we, have, we have more than five people that have been with us 20 years plus. Um, and, and they've helped us grow it. It's not just been Pete and I. Our, our, we, we, are, we have an incredibly great group of people right now. Um, they work hard. They, they're right there with us, shoulder to shoulder. We're right there with them, though. Um, so we truly are a family business in all aspects of the word. Yeah, talking about you and uh, Pete, Kim, and um, uh, being a family business, I wanted the two of you to give advice to hus- husbands and wives that are working <laughs> together, okay? I thought, I thought there were going to be setup questions yeah. here. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. thought this was a conversation. Yeah, this, yeah. well, we, we just wanted to see how y'all came out on that, so... But I mean, there's obviously, I guess the big thing here is just the line, right? Between you, you've got business and you got home and, and, um, and how do you keep uh business business and home home sometimes that's a problem sometimes. I'll start on the, the, the thought early on It was, we are a seasonal business. We're very busy in the winter and we're slower in the summer. And when our kids were very small, when we moved here, like any small business, they were kind of having to after school, play on the floor and that, but but bringing Kim in did allow her some free time in the summer when the kids were off, and it was just a good fit, but she will tell you in a second that that quickly morphed into more than just a, a part-time job, and, and, it, and it is challenging because you do go there all day, and as we've grown, we now have our departments we're in charge of, and then sometimes, like in any business, you have to have tough conversations on those departments, and then then you need to shut the door and go home and quit talking about it, which is not easy to do. So mm-hmm. it is a challenge, but I think it's, uh, I've enjoyed it. So. And it's obviously worked. It, it, it has seriously. Yeah. We moved there. Our kids were 18 months and four years old. Oh, wow. Um, we had, I'd been a stay at home mom mm-hmm. um, for that four years. We got to Blue Ridge. I didn't really know anyone. So it did give me luxuries. Um, we put Greg in a gas truck as soon as he could fit in the seatbelt, and he would haul agriculture gas with Jack Adams until midnight. Mm. Lauren was into dancing and gymnastics, and she used the split rail fence, fence in front of our office as a balance beam. Um, Pete did drag me in there kicking and screaming. Um, we both have financial backgrounds, but it it was not exactly the glamorous job I saw myself doing but it gave me the luxuries that I needed with with our kids as they were growing up and then once they were gone I thought my house is going to be spotless my dogs are going to be perfectly behaved and I'm just going to have everything together at our office and it, it it's never it's never been like that but at the end of the day no one is going no business partner is going to have the same end goal um, business ideas that I'm going to have that, mm-hmm. with Pete. Um, so, and now that we have Greg, um, so we, we, we battle with Greg, um, because we're still a little old school, just like I think we used to battle with Pete's mom and dad because we thought they were old school then. But, um, you do have to, 
we have a few closed door sessions every now and then. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, we are a very, very strong team. But as I remember, right, you just finished serving the country as a Marine. So, so one thing that Kim is a great counterpart, because we uh, we did 10 years in the Marines, mm-hmm. moved eight times in six years, and she probably moved four of those by herself with kids because I would be deployed. <laughs> uh, we, we literally got married, uh, went up to Quantico, Virginia, and then flew to Hawaii for three and a half years. So uh, I landed in Hawaii in December. Uh, living in a, not even really a hotel room. And uh, they flew me off to the first Gulf War within about 20 days. So she was there by herself with no one to help and got us a home, got a job, moved everything and and moved us. So she has become very, very independent. And I really appreciate that because even in business, uh, she's very defensive of her her office because she's the office manager in her departments, but that helps us. Get a good balance, and uh, so I, I do appreciate. Well, we certainly that. thank both of you for your service, but uh, but yes, that's how I remembered that. That's right. And then it was going to be, what am I going to do next? <laughs> it was. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great, folks. We're here chatting with Pete and Kim Folger. They are with Folger Gas LLC, based in Blue Ridge, Georgia. Um. We kind of touched on it briefly, but you, you mentioned you have your own transportation business. So, so talk a little bit about that and the rationale for developing that side of the business. So that's been a really good side business for us. Uh, it helps us control our own destiny. So um, obviously you're a seasonal business and it's a little tough to manage hauling your own gas, uh, but our, our gas comes, it's in a liquid form, comes generally out of Mount Bellevue, Texas, Texas, up through a pipeline. And it can only deliver so much at a time. There is a limit on it. So January, when it's very cold, the, the system will outpull the gas. And that they call it allocation. And it becomes a big challenge to try to deal with that. So having storage helps. But really owning your own trucks in those times gives you the freedom. Um, there's a lot of good hauling companies out there, but but they're serving 40 people. They're not serving one. So if they get busy, they have to allocate their resources. And by owning your own company, uh, we can start sending our guys wherever they need to go. And they are just top notch. They're the best guys you'd want to meet. Uh, they will go wherever, whenever uh, to keep us in, in business. And uh, my dad was in the business for over 20 years. And it was funny. He's a man of few words. When he was getting out, I went up to his big office and sat and I said, Dad, okay, what's give me some advice. And, and he goes, well, you can't run a gas business without any gas. And then it got to be this pause and I was expecting, and that was it. He just changed the subject. And I thought, what, what does that even mean? But, but years later, when I saw a lot of our competitors sitting there out of gas and couldn't deliver to their customers and we were still rolling, it, it really uh, dawned on me what he meant. That's why you buy those assets. That's why you do the things you need to do. You spend the money uh, to take care of the customers. And that, that was years ago, and we've never rethought that decision at all. Uh, it's been a good business for yeah, us. Yeah, I mean, you've only added to it all. Yeah. So yeah. it gives them control, but uh, but it takes capital to do that. That's right. So as we kind of wind down here, let's talk about what the future holds. I mean, you talked about possible expansion and, and developing the markets that you're in. Talk about what what you see for the company over the next few years. Um, 
Well, I'll talk about a challenge uh, to that. As you know, the the green push is growing in momentum, and there's a big group of no carbon, and we are a carbon fuel, and, and we're such a tiny fuel, our voice doesn't get heard. I would I would argue to say we are the cleanest carbon fuel out there. So we have a good record, we have a good story, but sometimes we get swept up in the momentum and um you know, I try to read and I try to go to meetings. We've gone to a couple big that really talk about the future of that. And I think we have a really good place because I think we're learning now if we were to try to shut carbon off, we, we, we could not. There's no true path right now, short term. And when I say short term, I mean 10, 15 years to get off that. Uh, but one of the fears is we get swept up in that. So mm-hmm. we're really having to make some long-term business decision because ours, ours is a value business. It's not a buy something and sell it and make money. We, we have to buy tanks. We have to buy trucks. It takes 10, 15 years to pay these assets back off. So we're trying to look down the road. And that's one of my personal biggest challenges bringing Greg into this is this going to be a value business for 20 years uh, and quite frankly, in 20 years, if he decides to sell, a company needs to see value in that for another 20. So we're it's not not off subject to say we're looking 40 years down the road to try to see are we going to be a viable energy source. And uh, you know, the good news is I think we've come to the conclusion that, yes, we are. We're, we're, we're clean, and I think we're going to need to have a myriad of sources of energy. Uh, we're, we're a growing country. The world's growing. So I think we have a place. And because of that, we've really kind of stepped back and said, I think we're going to continue to cast a bigger net. And uh, once we have a system that's working, we can duplicate that uh, much easier. So I see, see growth in the future. Yeah, because I think that the war in Europe has obviously changed the narrative. And for right. any of us that are involved in energy, it, that narrative has changed to the better. Yeah. Um, there's a place for all of the energy sources, and uh, but it doesn't mean that you have to eliminate uh, others in order to go one direction. Uh, some people believe that, but I think that they're wrong. And uh, so we'll have to see that. But that narrative has been changing, and so I think that that's been a good thing. And... Um, and I, and I just think that the, the the price of energy is still going to surprise many, many people, uh, not only this year, but in the years to come. I agree. Terrific. Wow, this has been great. Pete and Kevin Folger, Folger Gas, LLC, in Blue Ridge and uh, North Georgia. So this has been a lot of fun and great to have you in to talk about your business and the success you've had. Congratulations on that. We're honored we could have you in to celebrate your business. Let's Before we let you go, let's get to the most important question, which is how folks can get in touch if they'd like to know more. Okay, well you, can, you can obviously see every way to contact us on our website, www.foldergas.com. Um, info at foldergas.com or pick up the phone and call us at one of our locations, Hiawassee, Blue Ridge, or Jefferson, Georgia. Thank you so much, Kim. Thank you so much, Pete, for being our guest today. John? This has been great. Uh, Thanks for having us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Before we wind up, though, I want to just remind everyone that this show is brought to you by Frazier & Dieter. Frazier & Dieter is one of the fastest-growing accounting and advisory firms in the United States because, and elsewhere, by the way, <laughs> right, mm-hmm. right, Roger, in London, too, because they serve the emerging needs of their clients as they evolve. They serve clients from the global Fortune 1000 to growing private businesses by accounting for today while advising for the future. 
Frazier and Dieter invest in relationships to make a difference. For more information, go to FraserDieter.com. Roger, this has been great. Thank you, John. Thanks for hosting us again. Again, Kim, Pete, thank you for being our guest. Uh, I love to talk about energy companies. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this has been great. Again, congratulations to, to Pete and Kim. Roger, we'll do this again next month, all right? We'll see you then. I look forward to it. Uh, for Roger Lesby, I'm John Ray. Join us next month on Frazier and Dieter's Business Beat. <laughs>